What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode five of the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter, Adamac Sports. Instagram, Adamac Sports. YouTube, Immaculate Sports. Mm-hmm. Haven't posted yet, but yep, not yet. You know, might be some things coming up on there soon. So moving right into it, or getting right into it, to say uh, we have the opener. Favorite thing that we saw from the weekend. Favorite thing that I saw over the weekend was the Raiders going into Kansas City, the defending champions, and taking them down from the final score of, I think it's 40-32 or 34, I forget. But, uh, yeah, great win for the Raiders. Uh, Casey's first loss since November of last year, ending their win streak of 13 games, and that's got to be the... As a Raider fan, the favorite thing that I saw over the weekend. Yep. That's got to be nice. You know, you guys probably thought you were going to get blown out, sneaking yep. a win. Yeah. Crazy. Well, the greatest thing I saw from the weekend has got to be Tampa Bay taking a 2-0 lead in the ALCS Go against Tampa. Houston. That's you know, cool. game one, 2-1, two game two, 4-2. It's a great story. You know, as an ace fan, this is the team I would want to see win it all. They're kind of having a money ball type roster structure. And mm-hmm. you like to see it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the best thing I saw all weekend was Russell Wilson leading a beautiful drive down the field to win the game on Sunday Night Football. It was really cementing to for him to pull off this performance after having a really, really rough game. I think this puts him at the top of the MVP voting, if if not, if he really was. But yeah, beautiful drive Russell Wilson. Best thing I saw. Got him 5-0, and no, Seahawks on top, NFC West. Yeah. Moving right along to our next segment called Where's Your Head At? Where we go through many different things throughout the weekend or the past week and get our takes on it and uh, look at some other things as well. So first off, we're going to be talking about perhaps the worst division in football. Well, I guess it's pretty much a lock that they are the worst division in football. Statistically, they are. Yes, and that's the NFC East. we see the two teams in uh, the football team and the Giants that really don't have a chance in it, but the Cowboys and the Eagles are very much alive in their playoff hopes. Uh, might not take much to win that division, but who do you think's got it? I'm still going to go with the Cowboys. You know, even after Dak with the uh, gruesome injury, they have Andy Dalton. That's why they paid him. He's yeah. here because he's a good facilitator. They have yeah, a lot right. of weapons. Rifle. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The Red Rifle will get it done. You know, I, I think Zeke's carries are going to move up, obviously. But he still has... Um, Gallup. You know, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. Dalton Cedric Schultz. Wilson. Cedric Wilson. Cedric <laughs> Wilson, the Boise State Bronco. Let's go. He'll be just fine. They'll win seven or eight games. I'm a firm believer in Philadelphia. I think they win the NFC East again. I think Carson Wentz carries them to the playoffs again. I, as long as Carson Wentz is ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles right now, it's going to come down to a battle on Sunday night down the, down the schedule as Dallas will host Philly on I mean, what could be the game that decides the division. I think uh, with that tie they had against Cincinnati, that was huge because that could ultimately win in the division. I think Dallas was not that good before Dak got hurt, but... As when Dak was playing, they had to come back from a lot of games. They lead the league in passing yards, passing attempts. And yeah, I just think Philly gets it done. They really had a rough stretch. And all their injuries come back healthy. I got a bold prediction for you. Yeah. The Eagles are really going to make the playoffs. It'll be Jalen Hurts leading them, not Wentz. Oh, oh okay. okay. You know, 
I'm really not too sure with this division. We look at Dak going down, and one thing that will make the Cowboys do is rely on the run like they used to. Zeke is still the beast that he is. Uh, you know, he's going to be a big, big, big part of their offense now, and even bigger than it was before. Uh, and it could help the defense if they are able to have those long drives with Zeke and perhaps keep the defense off the field for a longer time. But the one thing that the offense does need to do better is hold on to the football. They had seven fumbles in five games, and they have the worst differential or worst turnover differential in the NFL at negative eight. And that's something that you can't do if you want to win games. Yep. Moving on to Philly, they're nothing better. Wentz has nine picks in five games, some terrible stat. They have the second worst turnover differential in the league, but most of theirs come from picks, not uh, fumbles. Wentz can find a way to stop throwing picks. Then this team can win the division. I don't think it's going to take much. As I said earlier, perhaps a 6-9-1 and one, uh, Philadelphia. And maybe it might be Jalen Hurts. Maybe it might be Carson Wentz. But whoever it is is going to get the, ki- the shit kicked out of them in the wild card weekend. Very true. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to another possibility. Are the Raiders a contender for the playoffs? The Raiders are 3-0 with Henry Ruggs, and that's... Something that you really got to look at. Uh, having speed at the wide receiver position helps them in every facet on offense. Being able to run the ball is easier because with those speedy receivers, they can't just play up and stack the box because next thing you know, Ruggs is 20 yards past you. Uh, defense really won the game, though, on Sunday when it came down to it. They only allowed eight points in the second half to Mahomes, and that one touchdown plus two-point conversion was with garbage time with just a few minutes left in the game. Uh, and Cleveland Furl, former, fir- former number four overall pick in the draft, had his best game in the NFL. He had nine pressures on Sunday with a previous career high of three. Uh, Max Crosby has been a, a threat on the edge this year, already has four sacks, and the return of Nick Kwiatkowski really helped them. Uh, they do have a bye week this week, and then we'll play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football in Las Vegas, and that could possibly be the return of Brian Edwards, Richie Incognito, Damon Arnett, and Malik Collins, and something the Raider fans really should be proud of. I got one word written down for this team. It's speed. Exactly. John Gruden finally has his playmakers. He's got his and, weapons. You know, they're going to get the job done. They're going to win nine or ten games. They'll be fine. Yep. I have to agree with Skyler. They saw what Kyrie Kill brings to the field. He is one of the most fastest players in the league amongst Raheem Mostert and now Henry Ruggs. What a draft pick for John Rudin and Mike Mayock. I really thought they were going to pick CD or Jerry Judy, but Ruggs is looking just fine with us. Perfect fit. Yep. Yeah. It takes the cover off the defense. It gets Walder open more. It gets Aguilar open more. Everyone's getting open. Derek Carr is playing at an unbelievable level right now. Jacobs is running the ball well. Our defense stepped up on Sunday. I think, like Skyler just said, we're in the mix to win 9-10 games this year. And our defense is Carr doesn't break a leg. That was uncalled for. Out of pocket. Out of pocket, yes. And if our defense just does enough to win the game, we're going to win 9-10 games. And I think we'll make the playoffs this year. Yeah, we talked about... Perhaps the worst division in football. You know what? We'll just say they are the worst division in football in the NFC East. Let's talk about perhaps the best division in football, the AFC North. 
Is the AFC North the best division in the National Football League? Yeah, I don't think this one's up for much debate. When the worst team in the conference... Sorry. Mother... Motherfuck. When the worst team in the division's quarterback is Joe Burrow, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Almost, I guess you mm-hmm. could say three out of the four teams have great defenses. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough division. Very tough, to say the least. I think the AFC North is the best division right now. Uh, like Skyler said, when you have Joe Burrow, the number one pick, at number four in the division, it is a really competitive one. And when... The NFC West is healthy. They are the best division, as all four teams are playoff teams. But as of right now, you got possibly two teams in the top five, maybe top seven, and they're going to be battling for division spots. Lamar is looking a little bit shaky right now, but the Steelers are rolling right now, and it's going to be a really tough one towards the end. But, yeah, best division in football. All right, yeah. You know, I do think the AFC North is the best division in football. They have two top seven teams in the NFL, in my opinion, with the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, between those two two teams, there's going to be some exciting matchups in Week 8 and Week 12. Week 12 ends up being the night game on Thanksgiving, which should be something to watch during the turkey dinner. Or for Skyler, his Chinese food dinner because he doesn't like traditions. No, I don't. <laughs> Uh, another team in that division is Cleveland. Uh, I think Cleveland's decent. I'm not to the point yet to where I could put them like, as good or not even close to the point of putting them like great. Their yep. wins haven't really been impressive, and I'm not sold on them yet, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the best division. Now let's talk about the possible best pass rush in the NFL in the Los Angeles Rams. I believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers have the best pass rush in the league. I think that T.J. Watt... At four and a half, Stephon two at three and a half are all carrying the load right now with Bud Dupree, Hayward getting after the ball. And they're one of the best defenses in the league. On top of that, the Rams have a very, very solid defense. Aaron Donald, seven and a half sacks. The both teams are tied at twenty sacks apiece, but I think Pittsburgh is the best pass rush as long as uh, they have those core guys around on the defensive line. Yeah, the thing about Aaron Donald is that he creates mismatches. You know, if you don't double-team him, he's going to go crazy and probably kill the quarterback. But if you do, like we've seen, double and triple-team him, then we're going to see guys like Ja'Kai Polite, Michael Brockers, Nwonsu break mm-hmm. free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I have to agree with that. I don't think the Rams are the best quite yet, but they definitely do have a case for it. Aaron Donald already seven and a half sacks. And it's not just him doing doing all the work. It's uh, also Troy. Troy Reader has, uh, yep. has three sacks. And then Fox, Brockers, and uh, Leonard Floyd all have two. Yep. But I do still think the Steelers are the top dog in the pass rush game uh, with their all their weapons. And uh, even though Micah Fitzpatrick hasn't, hasn't, hasn't had the same impact that he's had in the, in the past game this year, I still think he, that defense is very, very good. Yep. So going on to the worst, let's talk about the worst team in New York. We had some news earlier with uh, Le'Veon Bell and the Jets parting ways. Uh, who do you guys think is the worst team in New York? Go ahead, Alex. Um, I'm going to say it's the Jets now, and it's not even close. I think the Giants have some weapons around them. Daniel Jones is promising. Evan Ingram. Saquon. Well, Saquon's hurt, yeah. Uh, Darius Slayton 
Sterling Shepard's hurt right now. Golden Tate's back. And on the defensive end, you got Martinez, Bradbury, Julius Peppers from Michigan. Shout out Michigan. <laughs> and Ohio but, State's better. But we'll, that's, that's different. That's day. yeah. It's another day. Um, but the Jets are just depleted right now. They're gonna start Frank Gore next week with Joe Flacco. That should be a fun. No, it won't be. <laughs> we all know the Jets are the worst team in football. Um, we don't need to talk about that anymore. So I'll tell you about the Giants. You know, they're already starting their rebuild right now. They have their coach for the future, Joe Judge, and they're competitive. They took the Giants till the last drive of the game, and they're playing respectful football. Yeah. And you just don't see that they with probably the Jets. Won. Yeah, I'm blown out. Yeah. You know, I, I have to agree with those guys. The Jets are the worst team in New York. Uh, yep. They've had – the Jets have had a whole bunch of injuries with uh, – uh, well, mostly opted out, but they've had a whole bunch of different injuries from the wide receivers to the corner position. Well, isn't the corner position actually relatively healthy? Who, uh, Jets? For the Jets. They are. They use just hey, garbage. Hey, Desir has the most picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is also the worst coverage corner in NFL history. Yeah, they, they have a whole bunch of injuries, but no injury will come close to how big the Saquon injury is to the Giants football team. And, uh, yeah, I think that really sets them apart from each other. And the Jets really have no direction with Adam Gase. We just saw that Le'Veon Bell is gone, as I said earlier. And, mm-hmm. you know, you really don't you don't know what the future is going to be for the New York Jets. They have a couple of first-round draft picks, but... They are far away from even being close to Apparently, Joe Douglas has a vision. Yep. So we'll see. The vision's 0-16. I think his vision is his best friend, Adam Gase, that he hasn't fired. Yeah. So we talked about number 31 and number 32 in my power rankings. What are you guys' top five power rankings going into week six? You know, right now, I think there's one team that uh, has separated themselves from the rest of the bunch. Yeah. I have the Packers at number one, and that's because... Go Pack, go. You know, <laughs> other teams on my list. Seattle, two. Kansas City, three. Tennessee, four. And a Baltimore-Pittsburgh tie at five. All of them have something wrong with them. You know, Seattle has a terrible defense. Baltimore, Lamar has been playing horrible. Yeah. And the Packers have been playing through all their injuries. Like, nothing happened. That's mm-hmm. what sets them apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. My top five, I got Seattle over Green Bay. Russell Wilson's on a mission right now. He's on pace for a lot of touchdowns, 19-3 ratio. He's also rushed for 100 yards, at least. And I just think they're on a really, really good groove right now. They've been good teams. Um, They've had to come back through adversity. Um, Green Bay, they're really, really good, too. That's why they have the second, but it's very close. I'm going to go with the Chiefs at three, even though they lost to my Raiders this weekend. They're one of the best teams in the league. Probably my favorite to win the Super Bowl again. It's just one game. I think the Steelers are right behind them. Steelers' defense is elite, the best in the league. Roethlisberger is coming back off a terrible injury, and he's leading that team to 4-0 right now. They're rising high in the five spot right after... They just took down one of the best teams in the league. I'm going to say Tennessee is number five, and they play really, really well tonight. Yeah. Number one for me is go pack and go the Green Bay Packers. You got to go with them. A-Rod's been, been absolutely insane right now, and he's uh, on another level. Uh, number two is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
you know, the Chiefs have really gone behind themselves this year. They try to do too much on first down, and they're not able to uh, – they, or they just believe that Patrick Mahomes can get, out, get them out of every single situation that they have, that they get into. And for them to fix that, I think it's, it's big for them to start running the ball more uh, with CEH on first down and maybe doing some shorter passer routes. Uh, so they're not so set back to third and eight, third and ten on those uh, third down situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I had to go Seattle. Number four, Baltimore. But I still think Baltimore has a long way until they improve or until they get to the spot that they want to be at. And number five, I think we could go the Tennessee Titans after yep. the their great performance against the Bills. Um, one of the mentioning one of those top five teams is Seattle, and and. Does Russell Wilson have your vote for MVP right now? Of course. It's got to be Russ. I mean, he's he's been the top dog so far as far as quarterbacks go. 19-3 uh, to uh, touchdown ratio already has 1,500 yards. And when uh, the Seahawks need to drive, they need two-minute drive or at the end of the game, uh, Russ always gets it done. And uh, we've really seen that this year. Yep. You know, if you don't vote for Russell Wilson, again, like I said last week, it's criminal. He has no help. He's the clear choice here. Um, Josh Allen isn't far behind. Uh, He did look pretty bad on uh, Tuesday Night Football today, but he looks like a completely different quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like Taylor said, he has no weapons. He can make an argument for Aaron Rodgers has no weapons, but, 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 but. Aaron Rodgers has not put up the stats that Russell Wilson has this year. Russell Wilson has put up 19 touchdowns through five games. He's on pace for 64 touchdowns, which is amazing. He's going to break the record, I think, this year. And we can see history in Seattle. He's my clear-cut number one right now. Yeah. Also, I think Aaron is right, right, right there to very, 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 very close. A lot of varies. Uh, but he's right there. Uh, Russ has thrown three picks. That's been a down spot. And A-Rod hasn't even turned over the ball yet. So something to see there. But moving on, is the uh, big story of the day is Le'Veon Bell uh, ended up getting cut today. And uh, that is a big story. Yeah. What do you guys see as some possible suitors for the newly free agent Le'Veon Bell? For Lev, I think he's going to go to immediate contender. The clear-cut favorites, I think, right now are the Rams and the Ravens. Those teams are vying another, vying a Super Bowl appearance. He, and I think any team that is willing to take his ego and... He has no ego. Well, any team that's going to take his... He's one of the best running backs when healthy and has a great old line. I mean, it's any other running back. But with Le'Veon Bell on your team, it will boost you to win more games. Yeah, when I was taking my notes for this uh, topic, I thought the Jets would choose Gase over Le'Veon, but obviously that's not the case here. We chose the worst coach in NFL history over a Pro Bowl running back, and I don't even care where he goes. I don't. I don't. That's all I have to say. All right. Uh, For me, I think the Rams are a possible suitor. I mean, you look at all the different running backs that they have, but they don't have a clear cut number one. I think Love could bring that to them. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, they haven't liked how Ken Drake has played so far, but Chase Edmonds has been good for them. But having the addition of Le'Veon Bell could definitely be big, be big for that offense. 
And lastly, the Baltimore Ravens. As I said earlier, the Ravens were looking to improve their offense, even though it's already so lethal. Uh, Mark Ingram's getting old, getting less carries. J.K. Dobbins is good, and so is uh, Gus Edwards. But having a guy like Le'Veon in that offense would be something crazy to see. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this? If I told you guys two years ago that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell would not be on a roster. Well, he could be on a roster tomorrow. Le'Veon Bell may be surprising. He's a little crazy, though. So is Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's a lot of crazy. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one one would have thought that these two all pros would be rosterless. Props to Pittsburgh for being able to really just hold down AB. I I, Le'Veon, we saw a little bit with him holding out, perhaps, but yeah, I mean it's it's not his fault in New York that Adam Gase and that team has no direction, and uh, for him, I'd honestly be happy because he's probably going to get a shot to go compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, seems like a good stopping point. Let's take this one to halftime. It's halftime. On Sunday, we saw one of the most gruesome injuries in NFL history. Uh, Dakota Prescott snaps his ankle. He's out for the year, possibly multiple years. Um, Jerry Jones has said in the past that he wants to keep Dak Prescott in his future plans. He also came out and said this on Sunday. But, you know, the NFL's a business. Yeah. I thought he was going to get a big contract. No, I, I don't think that's very likely. It's a business. You know, just because you like him doesn't mean you should be paying him if he's not the same. Yeah, uh, it was very, very sad over the weekend. Uh, watching that game live and seeing that injury happen was, was very gruesome. And it ended up being pretty heartbreaking, too, watching him come off the field with tears running down his face. Uh, Cowboys fans love him. And I think most of the NFL is really showing their love for him right now, too. Yeah, it really sucks he has to have his injury in a contract year. I think that he's playing under the tag right now. It really is a brutal situation in Dallas. Jerry Jones has had a history of not re-signing his star players. For example, DeMarco Murray had an outstanding season with Dallas that one year. I don't know what year it was, but... And then he had 14? A, 14, I think so, yeah. He had a hand injury, and they didn't re-sign him. And another key example is Des Bryant, one of the best receivers in Dallas Cowboy history most touchdown receptions on a team in history. And they didn't re-sign him either and let him walk. So maybe Dak could be facing another problem like that. I think he signs to another team with... I don't think he's going to get the max. Do you guys think he's, he's going to get no the way. max? No way. There's no way. No, no, no way. There are all the c- circumstances with COVID and him being hurt. They got to see how he plays. He's going to get a Cam Newton type uh, yeah. tryout yeah. contract. Yeah. Maybe. If he comes back in two years. Well, we get to see though. Yeah. It's only four to six months. So Let's hope we'll for see. a full recovery. Something that happened this weekend that was just as gruesome as the Dak injury was Atlanta cleaning house. <laughs> Dan Quinn, Thomas Dermatroff both let go of their duties. Um, and you know, Dan Quinn put together the Legion of Boom secondary in Seattle. Thomas Dermatroff put together one of the greatest offenses. Yeah. We've seen since the greatest show on turf. And, you know, Dermatroff was hired in 2008. That was the year they drafted Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Um, I would completely expect 
uh, an entire rebuild coming pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Because whoever comes in is not going to like Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this Dan Quinn Dimitrov uh, firing was a little little premature, I'd say. I think that franchise is starting to go on the downside and uh, regress quite a bit from what it, what it once was in their Super Bowl appearance. But I think it, if the Jets didn't fire Adam Gase and you fired Dan Quinn, I think there's a problem there. There is. Yeah. We are completely aware of that. Yeah. Well, I have to agree. They finally let go of Dan Quinn and Dermatrop? Does I say yeah. his name? Dimitrop, Dermatrop. Who knows? It's it's Tommy D. Yeah. It probably should have happened last year, but towards the end of the season, Dan Quinn rallied his team around, and they won a couple games down the stretch, like the one in San Francisco. But it finally happened. Their own five. Julio's hurt. I think Julio's next to go, sadly. But... It's, it kind of sucks for Atlanta since they went to Super Bowl that one year and blew a lead. It's gone south ever since. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing, you know, coming back to the topic of baseball, Clayton Kershaw has a history of getting rocked in the playoffs, getting been hit good really hard. Out of the last couple of years, though. He has. He has been better. He's been pretty good his first two starts here in 2020. Um, do you think the postseason woes are over? I know he missed his start today because of an injury, but he's supposed to start again in the series. Yeah, Dave Roberts did say that there's a very good chance that Clayton ends up getting the game in this NLCS that the Dodgers are struggling in to start off with. And, uh, I, you know, I think those postseason woes are, are quite past them. I think Clayton's a little past the mind games now of, uh, of baseball, and he just wants to go out there and compete. And uh, that's what he did in the first round against uh, Milwaukee. I think he went eight innings and had 12 strikeouts, didn't give up a run, and I think we could see more of that in the future for Clayton. Did he pitch against San Diego? Yeah. I think, I think so. Too. I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so for first season, Kershaw, I think he's well, I think he's going to have to show up to win in the game because right, as of right now, Atlanta's going up 2-0. And if he has another bad outing like we've seen in the past, a.k.a. last season when Rendon and Soto took him back-to-back, they're done. The season is... Well, the season's over um, for Kershaw. And I hope he comes back strong. Because right now, Atlanta's up 7-0, and they're going to take a 2 nothing lead. Up a touchdown. You're right. I agree. If he shows up on a start day, he'll probably start. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the Lakers... Won their 17th NBA championship. Time Celtics. And this has brought up a bit of a discussion about who the GOAT is. You know, a lot of people are saying LeBron. I think this is ridiculous. I would say, you know, I wasn't around to watch Jordan live, but I've seen all of the documentaries. I've seen clips from games. I've seen NBA TV run back all the finals games. He was great. He was, but... In baseball, do we compare Mike Trout to Mantle and Mace or Aaron? No, we don't because it's just ridiculous. It doesn't matter who the GOAT is. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the GOAT debate, congrats to the Lakers. They deserved it. Um, I think the Warriors can come back next year strong. But for the GOAT debate, uh, Jordan's still at the top. It's not even close. Oh, it's close. LeBron is the second best player of all time. But Jordan has a six rings. He came back from retirement, won three more. LeBron's better than Kareem? No. 
Yes, yes, the bronze bear and cream. Sorry. <laughs> He's just, he put a little bit there. Jordan has nine nine defensive all t- uh, defensive first teams. LeBron has four. Um, it's I hate it when people say LeBron's a goat. I think it's just recency bias. Uh, Jordan. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. LeBron's been to ten finals. He's lost six. How is that even possible for the best player in the world? It's not. <laughs> and Jordan has the lead over him, six to nothing. Yeah. As Alex said, uh, congrats to the Lakers. This title was for Kobe, so uh, it's it's good for the city of Los Angeles that they did that, and uh, something to be happy about if you're the Bryant family with this tough year that they've had. Uh, and also, congratulations to the second greatest player of all time. LeBron's not going to pass up MJ, and MJ will be the forever goat. Period. All right. Let's look at some uh, freezing <laughs> cold takes I saw on Twitter this weekend. So Manish Mehta is a writer for the Jets, one of the most popular ones, but I've been a little skeptical about him. He's made some bad takes in his career, and this one that I saw today uh, definitely convinced me not to listen to this guy ever again. He said, right before the season, could Adam Gase be a good bet to win 2020 NFL Coach of the Year? Here's why it's worth to lay a couple bucks on him. What do you say? What's the reason why? Oh, I didn't click on the article. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not winning any no. awards this year. Uh, he might be back on the street after this year. Who knows if he will, get, he will ever get a coaching job again. He might Maybe win. Maybe he's an offensive coordinator. Who knows? But, I mean, he's really gifted that job in, uh, in Denver with the offense that he had. Yeah. He might win the <laughs> worst coach ever. I don't know. I think uh, Kotite from 98. Almost as bad. But anyways, the next one I saw comes to us from SportingNews.com. Oh, boy. In 2014. A lot of work to do, but Texas football's on his way after hiring Charlie Strong. Mm. 2017. The same exact quote on an article about Tom Herman. They just lost to Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Hook him. Horns down. Horns down, yeah. yeah. Horns down. They blew the game. I think they were up 14 or 10 with uh, like three minutes left to go. They didn't have any, or uh, Oklahoma didn't have any timeouts, and somehow Oklahoma forced OT and ended up beating them. Uh, I think it was, was picked the end of the game for the, the Ellinger through. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, tough time to be a Texas fan. Yeah, I can confirm Texas is not back. The last tweet comes to us from Urkel9. He's a fan of the NBA. Mm -hmm. In 2015, he tweeted, LeBron's 30. This fuckery won't go on for much longer. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, he's into something or onto something there. Uh, LeBron's still one of the greatest players in the NBA right now, if not the best. And... uh, yeah, definitely it's still something that we're going to have to watch over the next couple of years, too. Will he slow down? What will it be like? And what will LeBron's decline be at, be like throughout his final years in the NBA? Who knows if there will be one? Well, He's going to go off on a high note, bro. All right, so we're going to do this for the first time that we have ever done it. It's called the name game. I'm going to give you guys some uh, some names of I, some iconic athletes and uh, 
their first names that are said here are not their actual first names. You guys got to guess which one is their actual first name. All right. So first off, we got Spud Webb. Is it A, Anthony, B, Spider, 3, or C, Spencer, or D, Darren? I'm going to say Anthony. <laughs> I'm going to go with Darren. Ah. Someone is right. Someone is right. It's A, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Spud Webb. It's Anthony Webb. Anthony Get that Webb. in your Anthony head. Webb. Wardell stuff. Wow. Next, we got Bo. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. The options are A, Mike. <laughs> B, Ty. Ty. C, Vincent. And four, Patrick. Yeah, we all know it's Vincent. <laughs> Vincent knows. There we go. And now, I'm assuming Skyler should know this one. I don't know about you, Alex. But we got the juice. OJ Simpson. Oh. Is it A, Octavian? B, <laughs> Bart? C, Bart? Jeremy? Or D, Orenthal? Orenthal. Orenthal James Simpson. Yeah, Orenthal. There we go. And lastly, the murderer. Whoa, well, legend. Two more. Two more. <laughs> the glove doesn't fit. Two more. Exactly. The glove don't fit. He must have quit. Must have quit. Uh, Eli Manning. Is it A, Elijah? B, Alicia? C, Peyton? Or D, Moose? It's Alicia. Alicia. It is Alicia. Let's go. It's not Elijah. There we yeah. go. And lastly, CC Sabathia. Is it A, Corpus Christi? Karsten. <laughs> B. Carson. C. Cecil. Or D. Seymour. I'm gonna say Carson. I think it's Cecil. I actually don't know this one. It's A. Carsten. Carsten with a T. Is that what I said? Yeah. C. A. R. S. T. E. N. And you said Carson, Alex. No, sorry. Not Carsten. And now getting back into it, that concludes our name game. Little fun thing that we added there. Uh, we're going to start off with talking about the, starting off the second half, we're going to be talking about the Niners QB situation, uh, they ended up benching, or maybe he was injured, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> we don't really know, I don't think they've even said uh, what was going on, but with how he was playing, you have to assume that he was injured, it's very unlike him to be that bad that he was on Sunday against Miami. What do you think is going on over there in Santa Clara? You know, I... I understand Garoppolo has been hurt, but it's all good. Right down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even MacBook Air charger? No. Do we have a Do we have an old uh, Apple computer charger? An old? Yeah, like a mom's old computer. I have one on my car. Yes. Wow. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, the Jets released Le'Veon. They released him. Yeah. 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 Oh, so Jets fan over here. Yeah. I bet you were so excited when they got him. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> you have his jersey, right? I do. I, I gotta burn it. To pick him up. <laughs> I, I think I think the Patriots are honestly some contenders gonna take him. I don't think it matters if he's number one. I don't know if him and Belichick would mesh well, though, but I didn't really think Newton and Belichick yeah. would mesh well, so... I didn't see this happen. But they have a lot of running backs. I'm winning in fantasy. Oh, you are? Yeah. Diggs has, like, 17, and Buffalo beats him only one point. They're going to be... Go, Kyle! 
Oh, that's actually clutch. <laughs> Glizzy Jack. Yeah, Glizzy Jack. I guess that was a blessing because yeah. his computer died. Yeah, my computer's <laughs> gonna die. At some point. At, what are, are you at like 20? Yeah, 22. Close, yeah. And we're not even at, we're at start of halftime. Or end of halftime. Well, yeah, we changed it though, so halftime wasn't after 10 minutes. Dude, the audio file is going to be so messed up. It's okay. It's going to be a long time. I wrote them down. I can, I can just cut it. It's pretty easy yeah. to cut. TJ Yeldon? Yeah. What? Grace running back in band history. I honestly could see Levy on to the Bills, though. Damn. Like, Bills, yeah. Possible. I haven't looked at my phone. Oh, wait, I have. No, he's going <laughs> to sign tomorrow. It's like Fournette did. Fournette signed the next one. All right. Together, you're talking about the Niners. So, three, two, one, go. Wait, what? We were talking about the Niners and their QB. Oh, yeah. And I love yeah, the yeah, QB. Yeah. So, we know Jimmy Garoppolo has been injured over the past couple of weeks, but I kind of expected a decline here. So, I think it's possible they do trade for a young guy like Darnold, Haskins, or Brissett. Um, and San Francisco can cut Jimmy next year and only lose about two, three million? Yeah, 2.8. I think that's very possible. Dang. Took him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> now he's gone. No, the defense took him to the Super Bowl. Well, Jimmy has to play when he's healthy. And as of right now, he's not healthy. So it's CJ Beathard, I think. Or Nick Mullins. It doesn't really matter. CJ Beathard. Mitch Wisnowski. <laughs> Emergency. <laughs> Colin, get Kaepernick back. But yeah. I think he's available. <laughs> really? To take a knee? All right. Uh, you know, for the... For them to pull him, I think he has to be hurt. No way you're you're paying a quarterback thirty mil and he's not starting. It just it doesn't make sense. You know, at that point, just cut him. Do what the Jets did. <laughs> oh god, Jets are off. No, he, he's gonna be on the roster at least to the end of the year. I don't I don't know why they would do that. They wouldn't. They're not as stupid as the Jets. Uh, but if he continues to play like this on how he did on Sunday, what do they do and how long do they stick with Jimmy? You know, I think. Or they can cut him after this year for three mil, but who who can take over for him? Do they look at the draft at, at a QB, maybe in the first round or perhaps later in, in the later rounds? Uh, is it a possible Dak suitor? You know, <laughs> he might be out there. We could see what happens. Or Take we've seen uh, some young quarterbacks being shopped in Dwayne Haskins and Sam Darnold. You know, I doubt that happens, but who knows? I do find it weird why they benched him though. They probably should just because usually you don't bench your franchise guy unless be it's hurt. really really bad. Yes, be or hurt. until he's bad. Yes, be hurt. Any well, he also was really really bad. That's true. Yeah. Uh, a guy that wasn't cut by his team yet, but might be heading that way is AJ Green. You guys have some suitors for AJ Green. Man, AJ traded. Green completely quit last week against the Ravens. Um, I mean, yeah. it was it was horrible. He didn't have a catch, he wasn't, right? He didn't have a catch. Yeah. He wasn't running his routes. It feels like Robbie Anderson, what he did last year. That's why the Jets let him walk. And he's going off in Carolina. Yeah, we know, but dude gave up last year. Similar. Um, other than New England, I don't see anyone going after this guy ever. Yeah. He, he's a quitter. I wouldn't want that in my locker room. Uh, possible suitors are, I must say, New England, Philly. Philly's depleted right now, but I don't think they want him either. Well, this guy just said he's a quitter. Reminds me of Crabtree in 2017 when he kind of gave up on the Raiders, too. That was really disappointing, but yeah. Uh, no catches, no receptions, nothing at all. And he just quit on the team. 
And it kind of sucks because you used to be one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. Allegedly. So, even though you guys say he's quitters, which I believe he is, why doesn't he deserve a second chance? I mean, we saw Robbie get a second chance in Carolina. We've seen Michael, Trab- Michael Crabtree. Because Robbie hasn't been injured every single year of his entire career. We have A.J. Green when healthy, when performing, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Maybe so. Michael Crabtree, he got a second chance even after the Raiders. Even Antonio Brown got second and third chances mm. with the Raiders after his uh, – his terrible saga in Pittsburgh. Uh, we all know what happened there. And then, even in New England, too, with his little weak stint uh, in New England, caught a touchdown. But uh, for A.J. Green, I see some possible suitors as New England being one of them. I think that having an addition like him would help if San Francisco finds a way to return to what they were last year a little bit. I think they could be a possible suitor. And same thing with Philly. I think uh, having a number one wide receiver like A.J. Green would be big for them. So we talked about baseball and playing Kershaw a little bit earlier on. Uh, what are you guys' championship series predictions? Or do you guys want me to go first? Go ahead. I will go first. Uh, so first off, I have the Rays in five over Houston. Rays pitching has been dominating the Astros lineup so far, and uh, they're taking advantage of the Rays mis- or the Strohs' mistakes we saw. In game two, Altuve made an error in the first inning to extend the inning, and then Manuel Margot back in Petco Park after being traded away from the San Diego Padres to the Rays, ended up hitting a three-run home run. He had a great game, made a great catch Mm -hmm. in right field. Uh, Knows the ballpark, which is a little bit of advantage there. Unforeseen advantage, obviously. They kind of ran from. And the Rays have just straight up been the better team so far, so that's who I got. I got the Rays in five. Uh, I'm going to have to... I'm going to say raising four, but it's most likely raising five. I really want them to just beat up the Astros, and they're doing that right now. They're looking off to a great start right now. Um, I don't know what the score is right now, as game three is happening at the moment, but their pitching has been dominant. They've had really clutch hitting. Arosa Reina is one of the best postseason players right now. Randy. Yep, and it's looking really good for Tampa Bay Rays to go to the World Series and win the pennant. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay in five. Uh, obviously, it's a little concerning. Uh, as a team with a great bullpen, that can switch up very quickly. Yeah. But I think they'll be fine. Like you said, a Rosarina is amazing. They found him. Uh, where did he come from? Pittsburgh? No clue. Texas? No they clue. Just, they find him in different ways. I remember hearing his name last year, but I don't remember where he's from. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, of course, the, the bullpen is just nasty. If they can stay consistent, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the National League, uh, fun series in uh, Globe Life, uh, the new stadium in uh, Arlington, Texas. There's actually fans there for the first time. There will be fans in a uh, Major League Baseball game in 2020. Yeah. Zach Campbell was there. Yeah, Zach he was. Got <laughs> eight, eight baseballs. That guy's a freak. He is uh, a freak. We actually met him. Yeah, we did. Took a <laughs> selfie with him in Oakland at an A's game. Uh, but the series going on there is Atlanta versus the number one seeded Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Atlanta's been off to fire start so far. Uh, you know, great to see like Freddie Freeman in, in an NLCS for a long time that he's been in Atlanta. I think Atlanta ends up taking the series in six with a slow start by the Dodgers. I still think they have a chance to come back and take a couple games, but Atlanta will end up prevailing. Uh, Kershaw got scratched in game two. Uh, Gonsolin started in his place, didn't do too well, uh, but he 
Gonsolin has done very well in the, in the past and just one start there, even though it might be his last of the season, still something that they will have in the future. Atlanta's extremely hot right now. They haven't even lost in the postseason. Uh, lineup is extremely scary with all the different weapons that they have. We saw Adam Duvall have to leave game one, though, with an injury and have to come out. So having him back, I don't even, I don't know if he's starting in game two, but... Uh, I'm, not sure. huh? I'm not sure. He's yeah. not starting in game two. Yeah. Having, getting him back would help them a lot as he's... The guy who's a big power bat in that lineup. Uh, Atlanta's top, top three starting pitchers have been amazing. Uh, and it was a big question going into it with uh, no Soroka, no Cole Hamels. Like, what are they going to do? No King Felix was a guy that I think he opted out, but he signed there in the offseason. But Freed, Ian Anderson, and Kyle Wright are MLB's next big trio in the rotation. And uh, in the future, this, this rotation is going to be something that's very, very fun to watch with the top four of Freed, Soroka, Ian Anderson, and Kyle Wright, all within their first two to three years of being in the league. Yeah, imagine if uh, Fuldenevich worked out for him. They yeah. probably would have swept the World Series this year. Uh, but anyways, I got Atlanta in seven games. The Dodgers aren't going to quit. Yeah. Um, you know, Atlanta's lineup is really hot right now, though. The likely MVP, Freddie Freeman, is getting it done. Like you said, the big three in the rotation are solid. But... The Dodgers will fight back, win a couple mm-hmm. games. I'm going to say Atlanta in six. I believe what guy just said in Kyle says is true. Dodgers are not going to show any quit. They have the pieces. They got the team that definitely win more games than they probably should be down. They should, probably shouldn't be down 2-0, I know, but it's okay. Um, Atlanta's hot, very hot. They haven't lost a game all postseason. Their pitching is one of the best. I really thought it was going to be a... A Houston Dodgers rematch. Houston. Yeah. A Houston Dodgers rematch that we all wanted to see go against each other. But as of right now, it's looking like the Rays versus the Braves. And I think it's going to be that way. Yeah, that'll be a fun series to watch. Going on to our next segment where we have our layups, our easy points, or easy money if you want to make these bets. Uh, I wouldn't do it if you're taking Alex's bets, but maybe with mm-hmm. mine. Who knows? Uh, I'm I don't know. I've been pretty because, solid, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, so last week, we'll look back at what we had. Uh, I had Arizona minus 7. That obviously covered. They beat the Jets by, I think, 14 or 16 points like that. So It doesn't matter. So that, was, that was an easy cover there. And, uh, yeah, I'll go into the other guys. That's what the- yeah, I had uh, Georgia minus 12 against Tennessee. And I was a little worried. But uh, at the end of the game, the defense went nuts. Oh, uh, my God. Forced a fumble, got a pick six, broke that game wide open, and it covered. Monty Rice was a... Beast. He was. He dominated as they can have. This draft stock's got to be moving up. They made Garantino? That's his name? They Again, made, it doesn't matter. They, <laughs> they made him the gloss they can have. Uh, my bet of the week was Florida minus six and a half at Texas A&M. Florida was close. They lost by a game-winning field goal. A&M starts out one and one. Trash played really good. Trash played really, really well. But Kellen Mond played uh, a little bit better than him. But yeah, I got the pick wrong. Isaiah Spiller's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys can hear it, but a little nice little train background over the mic. The little centers. Little, little, little train background. It's a nice. Feature there, yeah. Uh, so moving on to this week, I have Indy minus seven and a half versus Cincy. Uh, we saw Joe Burrow really, really struggle against Baltimore last week. He 
just didn't look lost back there, and I don't think it's his fault. I think it's his offensive line's fault and probably his coaches too. Uh, he's going to face a really good defense again in uh, Indianapolis, especially if Darius Leonard is able to come back. Wasn't able to play against Cleveland, but if he's back, definitely one of the best players on defense in the NFL, and that's my layup for this weekend. My layup this week is Miami minus eight against the Jets. The Jets suck. Darnold's hurt. We just cut our best player. Bet against the Jets every single week. And it's going to be a blowout. Uh, my layup of the week, I'm going to do Vikings minus three at home against Atlanta. I think Vikings are coming off a really well-played game where they probably should have won if not for Russell Wilson's heroics. Atlanta just fired their coach, their GM. They're going to a free fall right now. Though they were, though they were, hey, look what happened to Houston after they fired their coach. That is true. But I think... Um, Atlanta has really good weapons, but Vikings are just really well-structured right now to make a push and win this game by more than three. Yeah. Going on to the closer slash two-minute drill uh, where we have our bold prediction and then end up talking about our uh, best series slash game that we're looking forward to over the next week. Uh, my last week's bold prediction uh, was the Philadelphia Eagles going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. We ended up not seeing that. We ended up seeing the Chase Claypool show he had four total touchdowns on I think just over 150 yards. Something exciting there for Pittsburgh. Got a great young wide receiver core, and uh, I came close with that, but you know your bold predictions aren't always going to be right, and you know that. Yep, same thing happened to me. Um, I picked the Vikings to beat Seattle. It looked great for a half, and then Dalvin Cook got hurt, and they lost all momentum on the offense. You know Alexander Madison isn't bad, but Kirk Cousins wasn't moving the ball. And yeah. then the defense stopped getting their pass rush, and the MVP took it over. Yep. Same with me. I got my bold prediction wrong. I said Tua would make an appearance, although they did destroy the Niners very, 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 very poorly played by the Niners. But Tua did not come in. He made an appearance jumping with Fitzpatrick for a touchdown celebration, but that's just about it. He didn't come in. Yep. Yeah. So going on to this week, uh, my bold prediction, even though it's not that bold of a prediction because I think the spread is just uh, three points, uh, I say Dallas beats Arizona on Monday Night Football. We've seen some struggles with Kylo holding on to the football early on this year. Same thing with the Cowboys, but I think that turnover differential will be solved a little bit with uh, Andy Dalton. I think he's uh, going to be able to slow down the game for the Cowboys and really rely on Zeke and the O-line to win that game, and I think they will do just fine. My bold prediction for the week is Boston College wins at number 23, Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech gave up 400 rushing yards to North Carolina, and Boston College played UNC tough. There's a big difference right here. Phil Jerkovich. Um, <laughs> I know. Real name. <laughs> I had to double check. Your question uh, quarterback for uh, Boston College is fifth in the nation in passing yards right now. They're going to get it done. My bold prediction for the week is Philly hosts Baltimore and they take them down. Huge win for Philly. Lamar's kind of struggling right now. And I think Philly will get the job done. Bold prediction. Once again, Alex blowing us away. Yeah, one of the, probably the boldest prediction I've seen all year. Philly's distraught, doesn't really know what they're doing. and you know, sassy EVP. Baltimore's got their direction right now. Hey, it's a bold prediction. Yeah. So going on to our final segment, our best 
series slash game over the next week. For me, I got what was supposed to be Thursday Night Football, but ended up being Monday Night Football is the Chiefs at Bills. I think, well, it's not going to be Monday night. I think it's a 2, 2 p.m. start or maybe even 1 p.m. I don't know. But uh, I think that will be a fun game to watch. Two top teams in the AFC going at it. And my best game of the week has got to be George at Bama, right? Mm -hmm. Number three at number two. The best offense against the best defense. This will really show a lot about the college football season. You know, whoever wins this game is probably getting into the playoff. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys like Monty Rice, you know, Najee Harris, guys that are borderline first-rounders, if they can can pull it off. What about Mr. Stenton? Stenson... Man, you know, <laughs> Stenson is a college Stenson. legend. He is, but that's about it. You know, I I'm gonna go with Bama. I don't think Georgia's gonna be able to move the ball. That he wins that game though. Can you imagine if he wins that game? In that Bama. would be awesome. Would be. <laughs> that's gonna be real upset. King of Georgia. Yep. The game I'm most looking forward to this week is Packers at Tampa Bay. The red hot Packers are going into Tampa Bay. Tampa's coming off a terrible loss where Brady looked like he forgot the turnover on downs. He it looked like he thought it was fourth down, but it was actually he turned the ball over on on fourth down and the game was over. Brady's gonna be pumped up. It looks like he's getting Fournette back this week. I don't know what's the status on Godwin. Do you guys know? Don't care. It's Packers by twenty. Okay. But, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's my game of the week. I'm look, most looking forward to. All right, this is going to do it for the show, guys. Episode 5. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Mm-hmm. Of course. It's a fun night. Twitter is at Sports. Instagram at Sports. You know, rate it. Ten stars, five stars, whatever the max is. You know, I've seen a couple people. You know, the first episode has nine out of ten stars, but some people are voting us one. And I, I just I don't like to see that, you know. Give us a 10 out of 10. 10, out of 10. Come on, guys. Let us know how you think it is. And thank you for uh, tuning in. Yep. To the Sports we'll podcast. see you next Tuesday. Peace.